Danielle Jenkins, what's going on today? Hello. We're actually expecting a huge storm here today. My sinuses are killing me. So it's a good thing I love our listeners and our viewers because uh, my head is pounding right now. And I love uh, still recording, obviously. Um, how's it going there? How's the weather in California? Uh, more rain, but um, we need it. So we're not going to complain. But we did have snow here in California at the mountains. Actually, we had snow in town which is absolutely insane for Northern California. Wow. Today we're going to talk about what to do when someone copies your business. This happens. It's a fear that a lot of people have. And we're going to talk about a few stories, but we're you're going to lead off with, you've actually had this happen directly to you. And they did take clients and you're still here, which is the good news, but worth listening to this story, listeners, because we all feel like that and it it can happen. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think this is such a great topic because nobody thinks that the people that are either working for you or people that you know are going to either copy what you are doing or even take clients. I have a few different scenarios that has happened with multiple different outcomes. Um, And I just want to share it because it is a fear. A lot of people are scared. A lot of people it happens to, and they immediately want to shut down because they think that that person is going to do better than them. My number one thought and advice that I'm going to give all of you that may be going through this or it could happen to in the future You have to just keep going, stay in your lane and not worry about what they're doing. I saw a quote on Instagram once and it said something to the effect of, don't worry about the people who copy you because they will always be behind you because you have to make the first move for them to be able to follow you. So is it a stressor? 100%. Is it, does it make you rage? Yes, 100%. I still get it. I still deal with this and it still pisses me off beyond belief. But then I think, Danielle, look at where you are. Look at where they are. And is one client really a problem? No. So changing that mindset and continuing in that lane and just continue doing what you're doing, let them be. There's enough money and food and clients in this world to lose one or two to somebody who thinks that they can do it better than you. So I just want to share a few personal experiences when it comes to this. So um, when I first started, we all as beginning business owners have no clue what we're doing. And I wish that when I first started my business, I had a mastermind like we have, Brandon, that I had mentors like we do for others. I wish I had all of those things, but instead I didn't. I had a will to want to get clients and work. I had no idea what it came to or what I needed to do when it came to leadership, running a business, having a team, any of that. So I knew I could go out and get clients and clean houses. When it came to hiring team members, I had people that got excited because I was excited of where we were going. That was a vision, right? Like, oh, come join me. We're going to be a $10 million company by this. Be a part of this. But when it came to the nitty gritty of it, people always think that one, they can do better than you. People see success. They want it. 
or people really just genuinely don't like your leadership. And I've had all three. I'm going to be completely honest and open about this because it's something that all business owners need to know from the get-go that sometimes people that leave is down to you or management. So I had one lovely gal that worked with me and it's funny enough, we're actually very good friends now and we refer a lot of business to each other. So um, we had a great relationship. She was working with me cleaning houses while I was still on site cleaning houses and we were working together. And one day she came to me and said, Hey, Danielle, I think, you know, I want to start my own cleaning business. And um, so I'm going to work with you until my business gets going. And I mean, I love this girl. I didn't want her to go. I needed her. But my first instinct was I was annoyed. But then I thought about it and I just said, okay, that's fine. I support you. However, today's your last day. Because from that point on, not that I didn't trust this person, they could have taken my clients. And I couldn't risk that. I was a brand new business. Like I had only been open like a year. I was maybe doing 150,000 in revenue. I couldn't afford it. Like I couldn't afford for her to take one client at that time. So I said, you know, best of luck. We're good here. A couple of years passes by and now, you know, she has a very successful business. She is in kind of her territory and we bounce business off of each other. She gives us clients that come to her that are in Toronto. We give her clients that are much more north. That's the region she's in. And we do a lot of mentorship together. Um, You know, she bounces ideas off of me. She knows that she's still a growing business and she has a lot to learn. And she's been very open and honest with the fact that if it wasn't for me, she wouldn't be where she is. That's a very positive, friendly powerful outcome. But then you have outcomes that I'm going to get into now. So um, when this happens, guys, like no, anything that we tell you today, you could have a completely different experience, but at least you're going to hear different um, experiences that happen. I had a lovely, 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 hardworking person come and work for me. Um, we got along like best friends. And Maybe that was the problem. And and I look back now and I think, what could I have changed to make this person stay? I paid the maximum I could. I benefited the maximum I could. I did everything to the max for this person because I valued them being there. And without that person for that year or two, we wouldn't have been where we were. And so I, I owe that person that. However, we butted heads a lot. At the end of the day, when I wanted to implement things, there was no... She she didn't want to learn those things. She didn't want things to change. She wasn't going with the growth of the business. And so that was the problem. But then because of that, we didn't agree on leadership skills. We didn't agree on management skills. She wanted it to be done one way. And I wanted the best for my company to be done this way. So when that person left, they resigned and Basically, they had said that they were going to take another job in a completely different industry. And we said, no problem. We support you. You know, best of luck. We knew there were some butting heads, but, you know, it was better that it just ended that way. And that was that. Well, then all of a sudden we started seeing some of our clients that this person was taking care of were just magically canceling services because of this reason and this reason and this reason. Then I put two and two together. And then this person blocked us all off of social media. We couldn't see what they were doing. 
So I had a really strong inclination that this person had then started their own um, cleaning business and were taking clients. And sure enough, they did. So maybe the five, six hundred dollars that we were like that we had now lost a month from these couple of clients that this person took, was it did it suck? Yeah. Was it an ego punch? Yeah, 100 percent Did you just want to call that person up and say, like, what the F are you doing? Like, this is my business. Like, you wouldn't have this if it wasn't for me. But I didn't. And I just left it and I let it be. And it still irks me when I see their things on social media, guys. I'm being honest. We're a multi-million dollar company and this person's probably a few hundred thousand, but I'm a big supporter of people. But I think you need to give credit where credit is due. And it still drives me nuts. Like when I see these these people's things on, on Instagram and Facebook and it got to the point where I needed to do something positive with that energy because I was spending too much time harping on it. So I continued with what we were doing. I knew we were doing better. I knew we were going forward quicker and faster and better than this person was. But then what I started doing to turn that into a positive energy and to make that person, maybe it was a little um, pettiness on my side, I'm going to be honest, but I'm going to tell you anyways. I, if we would get a call from a person in that area and we couldn't take them on as a client, we referred them to that person. So now when that person thinks that we are sour or bitter because them leaving and starting their own business untruthfully in a rude way and very unprofessional by taking clients, we're still holding our heads high. And that has kept us to where we're going and kept us in our own lane and kept us in a positive mindset. Because if you spend so much time, energy, And even money. I mean, if you're spending time, it's money. So if you're spending all these things stressing about this one person taking one client, when you potentially have 10, 15, 20 clients coming your way, you're going to lose those other clients that are coming your way because you're focusing on this one. Losing those three clients two years ago, we've probably gotten 300 new clients since then. So it's, it's so irrelevant and you have to put your personal pride away. Now, saying that, There's scenarios that Brandon's going to get into uh, with some experiences where this could happen, where this person has taken company information, um, data, like client information, email lists, like they are then stealing property. That's a whole other ballgame. But when it comes down to just somebody stealing your client, being sneaky, being devious, they're the ones that have to sleep at night and just hold your head high and just go on because at the end of the day, it will suit you better when you can still hold your head high and know you're doing better than that person. That's all I have to say about that. (laughs) Well, I, I, I think that if you break it down to think about how you handle it in anything, if you think about two circles, one of them has what you can control. The other has what is important. You can apply this to your business, your life, whatever it is. And then you just move them together a little bit. There's an overlap there that sort of looks like a football. Mm -hmm. And that is what you should do. And that keeps you sort of grounded in the sense that what you can't control is someone else leaves and starts a business. I, when I first started my first business, I had bootstrapped it 
then we raised a bunch of money, but we didn't raise a, comparatively, we didn't raise a lot. I think we raised a little bit over $3 million total. I didn't know anybody mm-hmm. and it can, and somebody else came in and copied the business. They raised and they convinced somebody cause they raised like 11 and a half or $12 million and everybody panicked in the company. I, I don't, I don't know that I panicked, but it feels like in that situation that this is a, an example of where someone just raises more money than you. And, and at the end, after I sort of got over the, I don't know, uh, shock, <laughs> I just sit back and said, well, we only can, can, we can't control that. That's already happened. Mm-hmm. We have to control what we can control. And if we continue to execute on what we believe is the best product and service, then it won't matter how much money somebody has because your product and service is better. Mm -hmm. Now, not all just because your product is better doesn't mean it always wins. Maybe your marketing's off. In our case, our marketing was on. We had a community built. We were ahead. It's very hard to buy yourself into markets in general. You can outlast someone and put them out of business, but you can outlast someone and bootstrap your business and make it through, which is effectively what we did. They raised $12 million. We had a total of three. Dot-com crashed in 2001. The A lot of things happened. They were They had raised a bunch of money. And when you raise a bunch of money, investors want those companies to spend that money. Mm-hmm. They don't want them to sit on the money. You're signing up to put your company on a rocket ship when you get venture capital and go to the moon. Mm -hmm. So they had spent their money. We didn't have a lot of money to spend. I bought the company back from the investors and they went out of business. And ultimately, I stayed in business and ultimately sold it to get to where I am right now in this recording studio at our, you know, in our backyard at our house. So of which I would have never been able to get had I not sold that company, especially here in Northern California on the ocean. I mean, so the, the bottom line in that story for listeners is, yeah, you, you, it's shocking. They copied the business. I mean, they copied the website. They copied what they were going to uh, do with community. They copied the e-commerce engine because back then, and we had actually built an e-commerce engine from scratch and had recommendations and had all this stuff. And I, I don't want to say it was a carbon copy, but it was pretty damn close. Mm-hmm. And and that, you know, you, you get mad about it. But what we did, and I'm not saying that we weren't, that occasionally we didn't go look at that site and see what they're doing. But eventually I said, hey, look, we cannot do that. Right. Because we cannot react. If we get into reaction mode, then we're not leading and delivering our best product. And now you're just a copycat of someone who copycatted you. Right. And anyone who knows that when you take a print of a print of a print, that third print is not as good as the original. Mm-hmm. And we stayed focused and it, and it worked out. I mean, there was a lot of bumps in the road and I'm sort of shortcutting that story because it wasn't as pretty as it quite sounds, but we did get there. And it was an example where they not only copied it, but raised more money. So yeah. In those cases, you've got to go back to those two circles. You got to move them together where they sort of create that football shape and say, what can you control? Because anything out of that 
anything out of that football shape that those two overlap, you are literally wasting energy 100%. and time and money. Yeah. And guys, like I, I know even to this day, if we lose one client, whether it's a fault of ours, the economy, the change of heart from the client, change of personal um, circumstances with the client, I still personally get upset. I don't even talk to this person and I hear it through our staff and I'm devastated. You know, I, I feel like that's it. Company's over, like business is over, we're done. So I don't want you guys to think that losing one client because somebody else potentially goes after them or they go with them is going to ruin your business. It really won't. And I can honestly say 1000% out of experience, we are doing way better than the four or five people. I'm telling you, I've had four or five people. And the cleaning industry is very easy to begin. It is very easy to go to the store, buy a vacuum, buy cleaning supplies, buy a mop, and go and hand out flyers and, and become a cleaning business. But when they have to come to scale and they have to hire people and they have to show leadership and management, then they will realize the struggles and, and what it's like what that I had to do that they left. So back to my point is I don't want you guys to think that one client is going to make or break you when it comes to them going after them. Because one, that client's not going to be loyal to you anyways. You don't want them. Second of all, if I would have stressed so much about them taking one client, we would not be where we are today. And those people would probably be ahead of us. I think it's Coco Chanel says, if you are the best and you're the original, be prepared to be copied. Yeah, and you're that's be, what it is. You are going to get copied. And at some level, the other thing is, and this isn't always true, but in general, if, if a competitor comes into a bigger market, it means the market's big. Now, I caught myself because when you were talking, I was thinking about restaurants. We here in Half Moon Bay, California, we our town is fourteen thousand people. We get a lot of tourists come through here, but I see this all the time. I see another Italian restaurant, another Mexican restaurant, and you probably are listening and and seeing this in your town. There's a copycat. There's a good pizza place. We have a really good pizza place here. They make East Coast, United States East Coast pizza, which New York pizza and East Coast pizza is just just good. Like it's as, I don't know what it is about it, but anyway, had a company, uh, Verrazano pizza here in Half Moon Bay, great pizza. And now there's another pizza shop and another pizza shop because they see that this, this happens. And I, I go in there and I, I talk to this, this guy, I, I don't want to say his name cause I don't, didn't ask him to be on here or not. But the, the thing about it is, is that five years later from the other pizza shop that copied him, he's still there. Yeah. And he just keeps making the best pizza. And, and he's not worried it, about the pizza that the other guy's making. Well, it's he's not that he's not. I don't, I don't know that he's not worried, right? He's aware of it, but he, he has stayed focused on what he can control. And mm -hmm. he has been very cognizant about that. And look, keep making the best product. Uh, we Maybe one of those pizza places we tried and they were like, yeah, it's not as good. Came back. So you, you got to... If he stay, if he starts reacting and trying to make his pizza like their pizza, well, now he's not making a good pizza because we came back to his pizza. Right. So I, I think those are the things. I, I'll tell one more short story for anybody who has intellectual property, because that can be different. Mm -hmm. um, 
that that definitely can be different. Uh, I have a friend, Brian Leggett, who started a company a long time ago called 180s. 80s. It's the e- one-piece earmuff, very uh, still around on the East Coast today. Had a patent, a very highly protectable patent. In fact, they had, I think, I don't know, I want to say 50 or 100 patents around it. But someone did knock them off. They did take them to court. And they actually got money to fund their company. I think Brian got $3.2 million. And I want to say it was a very large, lower cost retailer that knocked them off. I don't want to say their name because I can't specifically remember. Might have started with a W. I can't remember. Um, But for some reason, that comes to mind. And he sued this big retailer, whoever it was, and got money. And that's how they actually funded their company. One other thing that comes to mind, I just want to reference because people could go and uh, listen to this. I had, um, I don't know if you listened to that episode on the edge, Daniel, but there was a lady from Cosmoglow. She designed a light for beauticians that's, uh, it's curved is the best way I could describe it. So that light's coming from everywhere when they do your eyebrows or all all these things. Big deal for um, the beauty industry. She patented the light. Someone literally copied the light in Europe. She had patented it in Europe. She went after them and won. And now she has this winning case to protect her. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll put the show link in there. It's worth listening to because she did. I asked her to come back to do a show on intellectual property because intellectual property is one of those things like if you're listening and you're like, yeah, Brandon, I've got a patent. Well, that's awesome. Do you have enough money to protect the patent? Mm-hmm. Because the big companies will just run you into the ground. So there's a lot of strategy around that. But those are two examples where uh, the one piece earmuff literally, oh, I got copied. The one piece, um, I didn't do anything and still won. The one piece earmuff did do something because they had intellectual property around it. The lady from Cosmoglow did do something about it and now has this deterrent. Um, But in this, and then you have these experiences where you didn't, it's not even really worth it. You have to decide if it's worth yeah. going to court or not, but you just keep winning, right? Yeah. You just keep delivering a quality product. And I think the other thing is, is not every customer is going to be your customer anyway. Mm-hmm. So right. if they want to go do it, you know, some, some competition is, is not a bad thing, but key to this whole thing is we're all human. Our egos are going to get in the way, but if you, if you lose focus and you start thinking that you need to be vindictive or you have to uh you're going to ha- you're going to react to the mm-hmm. person that copied you then i would suggest you're in a downward spiral that's yeah. not going to lead to a good spot so i mean i think the thing you did is you know funny that you still refer and i'm sure that person just doesn't even know what to think that you're referring these customers to them like what well because on one hand they're probably thinking that i'm the worst person in the world because i'm you know pissed off that they started their own business but then on the other hand they're thinking why are they referring people to me because in all honesty as much as what they did i thought was tacky unprofessional shady and god knows what other word they're a great cleaner and ultimately as long as my clients are being taken care of, because ultimately that client came to us first. And that's one thing I remember. They come to us and ask if we can take care of them and we don't have the capacity in that location to do so. So then we refer them and we say, you know, we're so sorry. We're unfortunately unable to help you right now, but this person can. And to me, that's a win. 
right? Um, and I just think it's so important to remember things like that. Um, and and sometimes even just like a little conversation goes a long way, guys. Especially if you know you're a smaller business in like the service industry or something. We've had people that have come to us through our website, gotten a quote, and then a few days later posted up on a on a community page that they're now a cleaner. And guess what? Their blurbs on their website, same font, same emojis, same words uh, are the exact same as in our new client package and on our website. And sometimes all it takes is an email that says, hey, you know, we noticed that you're a brand new business and that everything on your website is the exact same as ours, you know, out of respect for professionalism um, and our hard work. We would appreciate it if you just changed it to your own words. Good luck on your success. Always be nice. That's all it takes. I mean, at some level, you sort of got to appreciate the grittiness, right? Like, that's like true entrepreneurial spirit. I mean, hey, I can do it better. And if you can do it better, like, I don't like it, but go yeah. go get it. I tell people in the United States, the United States was founded and owned, well, the United States was owned by Britain, mm-hmm. the, the 13 colonies. And, and the grittiness of the founders of the United States of America to leave and create their own country quite candidly is a little gritty because if they didn't succeed, they're all getting hung for treason. Right. That's literally who founded the United States. A bunch of people who decided that they want to take Britain's crap anymore. And and if they lose, they, they all die. So like the grittiness, you got to sort of appreciate that, right? This woman leaves. She thinks she can do it. Like, yeah, I don't like it. I don't. And if they, they copy your shit, like, yeah, I'm going to send something like, Hey, look, you, you've crossed a line. Yeah. But you do have to appreciate the grittiness, right? Cause yeah. you know, a lot, a lot of us all have come from somewhere that, I mean, where'd you get the idea for the cleaning service? Oh, your mom cleaned. We yeah, talked about that. She did episode. clean. Um, to be honest, but did you see other businesses and you're like, Hey, I can do that. I didn't see any in our area, but one thing I can say is I did Google like, you know, how to start a cleaning business. You see other cleaning businesses, their stuff's on there and you like, oh, that's a good idea. And you pull and you pull and you pull. That I think is great. You're kind of looking at your competition. You're seeing what the industry is like. I respect that because just like what you just said, I had to hustle to get to where I am today. You did. Everybody has to. You know, that grittiness, that that will, that strength, that resilience to come through that. I get that. But then there's a line, you know, don't be like, oh, you know what? If Danielle can do it, I can do it. But then take everything that I've taught you or everything that I do on my website or everything I do on our social media or our handbook word for word. You know what I mean? Like that is where you cross the line. Well, I'm that's all for true. helping people. And everybody knows that. Like people, they could come to me and say like, hey, listen, you know, I want to start my own business. I don't want to step on your toes. Do you mind helping me? Still kind of dumb on their part, but I'd, I'd be happier with that when it came to, when it comes to that rather than just doing it and being, you know, literally copying everything. I just well, think you it's know, rude. Uh, I don't know that I'd be as nice as you. There, uh, there's a movie called Pumping Iron, which is about Arnold Schwarzenegger in his early days. And he said his competitors, who he's, they were all friends with, uh, Franco Colombo was one of his closest friends who died a few years ago, but he says in there and he's half joking. He, he, he says, 
Franco would come to me and ask me for advice. And I gave him some advices. I don't know if all those advices were good. But so, well, I'm just saying, if the person has enough goal to say, hey, I'm going to start a cleaning business in Orangeville, where you are, you know, you don't have to be that nice. I think what we're saying for listeners is, look, appreciate the little grittiness. It's annoying. It's it's probably not loyal and all of those things. And you just got to go back and focus on what you can control. Yeah. Because if you do have IP and you can control something and you decide that you run the financials and it's worth it, then do something. If you don't, then focus on being executing your plan and and let that win in the market. Yeah. Your sales, your marketing, and your product or service. So I, I think that that's really the best advice. Mm-hmm. I don't know that through all these stories that we could give. And, and look, you and I are still here. Yeah. And, you know, I, they were. I'm still winning, Brandon. I'm still, for all my listeners that are probably going to think I'm a cocky bitch right now, out of all the people that have left or copied my ideas, our company is still dominating. We're still the best. We're still the highest priced. We're still the most amount of clients and we're still here. So thank well, you. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I should, <laughs> that, that company that raised three times more 4X the money, 4X, uh, than we had, it's, you know, I'm, I'm at the house on the ocean. Right. I, I mean, I hope it were, I hope I'm not wishing bad on anyone, but I hope it worked out. Yeah. <laughs> but. And, and just that, one thing to say about that, the Ren and like, even like comment about like what Arnold uh, said about the advice. I'm a good person and I don't ever want to see any harm on anybody. Even people that have done me wrong, I still do not wish harm on them. So one thing to remember, guys, and I think if you catch the episode about my Google review situation because of that picture with a with an MP from our area. Oh, uh, yeah. We'll put that in the show notes. Okay. Um you just have to be true to your own values. Like I, does it piss me off when this happens? Yes. Do I get angry? Yes. Do I have a little bit of a fit? Do I have to go ride my Peloton and think, oh, like, you know, F this person? Yeah. But at the end of the day, I still refer clients to them because I'm still better than them. I still don't talk shit about them maybe on this episode, but in, in real life, I don't, I don't, you know, say anything bad about their names. We do <laughs> this support is real, them. This is real life. It, it doesn't <laughs> matter. You're, of course you're going to do, I mean, we haven't said any company names, so it doesn't matter. No, but, exactly. But, like I would but, never go out and say something bad about this It's just a waste person. of energy. It's not going right. to do anything for you. But if you're a person that has bad personal morals, then I mean, do what you got to do. But I'm telling you, you're the ones that have to sleep at night. You have to go to bed with your conscience. I can say true to myself, no matter what has happened to me, I have never, ever disrespected that person or those people, done any harm. If anything, I've given them more business, more money, more clients. Hey, look, I saw your little lip move when I said that about Arnold, when you're like, eh. But hey, look, listen, as long as you're not evil... This is business. Yeah. Like we are, make no mistake, we are competing. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying you go burn their house down or sl- <laughs> slit their tires, but if they if they take your crap and then they say they're going to start a company and they want your advice and maybe you give them some advice that's just not quite right, that's on them, not you. This is business. Like I'm not trying to be evil, but I'm also not trying to build their business. Right. I mean, no, I, that, I get it. 
So, so one thing I am going to say, Brenna, just to add to that, one person, my most recent, that was about a year ago that quit um, and wanted to start their own business. When I got the text message asking for advice on how to build it, I referred them to the podcast and said, tune into our podcast um, for free business advice. So, I mean, it's a little petty, it's a little catty, yeah, but you know what? There's no harm. Oh, I'm, I, you actually just sparked. I actually had this happen. I had somebody, <laughs> I had someone leave our company, a software company I had, who took the product, and then he did come back to me and ask for advice. And I said, "You do understand, you stole that software." He's, I said, "Describe the software," and he said, "X Y Z." I was like, "I bought you the stuff to build that and paid you the stuff." on a contract and he's acting like this never happened. I was so mad. He's so <laughs> mad. And he said, um, he said to me, Danielle, he said, um, well, look, I was like, I am so mad right now. I told him on the phone. I was like, I'm so mad right now. I- I'm going to call my lawyer. Like if you've sold anything, there's damages here. I'm that mad. Mm-hmm. Just because I had been so good. Mm-hmm. Like I, I I helped get this guy another job, in fact, and recommended him to like people I trust. And he comes back and does this, and and I, he says to me, "Well, look, you know business, and I've already built this. We should work together." I'm like, "I already I know business. I already built this and paid you and some other people to build it. I just take it myself." Like. What are you talking? And here's the truth. So I did, I did take a Danielle tactic and I was like, fine. Like, am I going to sue this person and spend my money on lawyers and get all, and I don't even know how big the market is for this thing, but it's the principle. So I was like, okay, fine. And I have not given him bad advice, but I did give him the exact advice that he needs, which is you want me to work with you? You, you think you can do this? Okay. Where's the business plan and where are the financials? Mm-hmm. Well, I haven't run that. Well, you're in charge, boss. You're you're the CEO of this one. Yeah. Like, I'm not building this for you. Mm-hmm. You 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 you're gonna have to do this. You're gonna have to lead. You're gonna have to do this. He told I, I was like, he said, Well, I don't have that. And I was like, All right, dude, send it to me next week. If this is easy, like you you got this all ready to go, like this is gonna be easy. <clears throat> He's like, Well, give me four weeks. I believe four weeks was like December 14th, 2022. I have not heard a peep nor seen a peep on the business plan of financials. I, I have occasionally now that you like touched a nerve, clearly not you, but this show <laughs> thought about sending the text like WTF is that thing. But I, I think maybe to your point, like giving the real advice which is here's what it really takes. Yeah. Like you are not going to build this thing. Oh, he's get, he asked me for advice to raise money. Like you're going to raise money without a business plan, a pitch deck and financials, which your business plan can be the pitch deck mm-hmm. and financials. And, and uh, how, how are you going to address the IP question? Like there's a lot of things that you're going to have to do to do that. It's not, we call up the VCs and they, they like, Oh yeah, man, that's a good idea. We're going to send you a check. I mean, so yeah, I, I think there's a there's a one that did touch me. I was so mad too. <laughs> I, I I I but but here's the lesson in that. 
I also purposely decided. Um, he also said something like, you're clearly upset on the phone. Oh. I, I, I was like, yeah. I, I, and I, I corrected him. I said, I'm actually, I'm upset, but I'm mostly disappointed in you. And that, and I'm disappointed in you. And I'm really mad at myself for picking you who we worked together for four plus years that I didn't see this. Mm-hmm. And that's on me. Yeah. So I'm really mad at myself if I'm being truthfully. Like I take that's taking responsibility. I was so mad. And I but then he did, you're clearly upset. And I said, so I purposely said to myself, I'm going to take three weeks before I revisit this. That's a great tactic. Because you cannot make I have a little chart like uh, the the quality of decision as your emotions go up. You know, spoiler alert is the quality of decision goes way down. So you got to let time pass. For me, three weeks just because I was so angry at myself that I actually had helped. This guy worked for me. Then I had gotten him a job. And now this, like, what didn't I see? Oh, and I'm going to put a cherry on the top of this one. He had come to visit. We had gone to dinner. With me and Yvette and him and his now girlfriend got divorced. And I said to him, so you've been working on this when we went to dinner. This was like eight, eight weeks prior. He's like, yeah, I had, but you know, Brandon, I keep things close to the chest. Oh. I'm like, you, you were lying to me in that dinner. So I'm just so mad at myself at this point yeah. that, yeah. So take, you know, do the football do what you can control, focus on that and do not make, when this happens, do not make decisions. And this is just, this is like a blanket statement. I think Danielle on anything, do not make decisions when you are emotional or, or send messages when you're emotional, because that no. it will stay there forever. You cannot reverse that. No, it, 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 just shut your mouth and go like, yeah, for, sometimes days for me, it was three weeks. And I still got elevated when I talked to him, but not as much. Um, but you got to get your head about you because uh, it, it, like, it's upsetting. It is it upsetting. Is. And sometimes those people who have done that, they know they did that. And I've also had that experience. Like recently, um, within the last like four months, I share things on Instagram all the time, Brandon, like you see my stuff. And I've shared things that just apply to business in general. That's what I am. That's who I am. And I've had private messages come through of accounts that I don't even follow that say, oh, this must be about X person. And I said, well, if the shoe fits. Yeah. you People opt into those things. Yeah. I, I'm saying they, they opt in. So yeah, whatever. I, I don't really care. Uh, yeah. I mean, so what? I mean, it is upsetting. So, but. All I think our message is, is look, this stuff happens. You can still win. Mm -hmm. You've got to keep, you've got to focus on what you can control and not make decisions when you're emotional. And, but, but you will be upset. Yeah. It it is upsetting when it happens. And, um, but I, I think one of the things is, is to really look at yourself. Like, who are you mad at? Are you mad at that person? And, or are you mad at yourself for selecting that person who did that? And then the last thing I'll add, 
is to say there is a little bit of grittiness that I can appreciate in this guy. The fact that he's, I think what you said is important. When you cross a line of stealing things, yeah, that 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 is a that's a major line. If someone worked for you and they're like, "Hey, I'm going to do a cleaning service," and they sort of, you know, they didn't take your handbook and they didn't take your, the, you can't ask them not to take what you taught them, right? But but there is a line there where you're like, "Hey, the whole website, like you knock the whole website off," right? Right? There there is some IP around that that sort of stuff. So I don't know. Did you do, do, did we, do, are we leaving listeners with some? Yeah. I just think guys, yeah, you're going to be upset. It's going to piss you off. Don't react right away or at all, um, depending on the situation. And the number one thing is to just continue focusing on what you guys are doing. If, whether you're the best cleaner, the best landscaper, have the best product, just continue working on that and don't waver because another person copied you and you think what they're doing is better because it's not. You guys are still winning. So just continue with what you're doing and just stay on your high horse and ride through it because you'll still be ahead of them. And that quote that I said was about your copiers need you to make your next move before they can copy for their next move is something to remember. So just stay in your own lane and just go and like, don't even waste time, money and energy on it, but it will piss you off. So just don't let that get to you too much. That That's our advice for today, folks. We probably, Danielle and I, now that we touched some nerves could probably go on for another 30 minutes, but uh, that was a good show for today, Danielle. Thanks a lot. Thanks everyone. Bye everyone.